Welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman, the podcast dedicated to helping you build the business of your dreams and live the life you always hoped for, with valuable and fun tips and info to make your life easier and more fun. And now, here's your host, a man who sprinkles metal shavings on his breakfast cereal just for fun, Jason Silverman. And welcome to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. I'm your host, Jason Silverman, and I'm thrilled to share some time with you once again today. As you know, I am always on the hunt for interesting as well as super smart Real Deal guests, and i got to tell you, today's show is a winner. I want to introduce my listeners to somebody who's truly been there and done that, and I'm excited to pick her brain for your benefit today. Now, for the folks who I work with in any of my coaching programs, my mastermind group, or through Powerful Words Character Development or All-Star Cheer Sites... You know how much I focus on the importance of not just creating a successful business, but also creating a successful life, right? And that generally has to do with building strong relationships. Now, this show is going to help us to do just that. So today it's going to be my honor and privilege to share an amazing resource with you. You're going to love today's guest. She's got a ton of valuable info about what I consider to be a, gosh, almost a deal breaker when you get it wrong. So... I want you to make sure you strap yourself in. Today's show is going to be a blast, and it could just be the one piece of information that you need to hear today. Now, as I'm sure you already know, I'm committed to helping business owners just like you to become more successful, enjoy your career more, and in general, make your life significantly more fun. Let's face it, folks, we only get one ride around this merry-go-round, and we want to make sure that it is one hell of a ride. Alrighty, boys and girls, it is now that time. I want you to stop surfing Facebook, put away your phone, your tablet, your dog, your cat, your spouse, your child, anything that might possibly distract you from today's show. You're about to get some great and immediately implementable information, and I don't want you to miss even a second of it. So, before we officially get going, let me give you a little bit of background about our guest today. Susie Miller, known internationally as the Better Relationship Coach, is an author, speaker, and coach. She's dedicated to helping you create better relationships in 30 days or less. Susie equips high-potential entrepreneurs and executives to reduce stress, improve communication, and most importantly, not bankrupt their relationships in pursuit of profits and success so they can maximize their success. Susie's been featured in major news outlets including Forbes, Fox News, Entrepreneur, and NPR. She's a best-selling author of Listen, Learn, Love, How to Dramatically Improve Your Relationship in 30 Days or Less. Susie is a cancer survivor, and her story includes overcoming numerous life challenges, but she's known for her outlook on life as a possibilitarian. I love that. Susie's been married to John, a lifelong entrepreneur for 32 years. They have three adult children and live in the D.C. area. Susie, welcome to The Real Deal. I'm thrilled to have you today. Thanks, Jason. I'm thrilled to be here. What an exciting time we're going to have. Yay, yay. So, listen, before we get started, for those who haven't yet had the opportunity and pleasure of either meeting you or hearing you speak or reading your book, which you should, would you take a second and share your story with our listeners? You know, what are you passionate about? What makes you tick? Who is Susie Miller? I love that. You know, the older I get, Jason, the longer my story gets. So I'll try to keep it really short. <laughs> well, the, alter- am- the, al- the alternative isn't so great. So, yeah, go right. for it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, I love my life. I have the privilege of, you know, being a mom, being a wife, 
I have a deep faith and I get to work with really interesting people to help them create a great life by having strong relationships. In my book, Listen, Learn, Love, I talk about relationships being the currency of today. And so why not build strong ones? You know, they're the core for our why. They're, they're the reason we do things, get up out of bed in the morning. They drive us. And yet we don't have a lot of, you know, courses on how to have great relationships. And my story is one of, you know, struggling in relationships. And, you know, we've been married 32 years, John and I, and we've worked hard for this marriage. And we have three adult children who at times all said, you know, you're the worst mom ever. I can't stand you. You're ruining my life. And, and so usually people get into the helping profession because someone's helped them along the way. And I, you know, really grew in the process of going through some counseling and coaching in my early 20s and knew I wanted to impart this to other people. So I began work as a therapist. Over time, I transitioned into coaching. I do a lot of speaking to, you know, groups and businesses about how to create not just a great relationship with other people, but also with yourself because it all starts there. Wow. Oh, this is going to be awesome. Okay. I love it. I love it. Let's, let's dive in because there is a ton of stuff to talk about today. And, you know, lately I have, I've heard more in the last, call it five to 10 years from those in the after school activity industry saying, you know, I think me and my husband are calling it quits or my, me and my wife are calling it quits. Um, there just seems to be so much of it. And I, I got to believe that there's something broken here. So, how do we create, you know, a lasting and meaningful marriage in the midst of, you know, the chaos, stress, and the challenge? The challenge is really juggling life and a business and family. Yeah. And then when you add the after-school sports arena, all three of our children played travel soccer. So, and my husband coached, you know, they played very high level in the Washington, D.C. area. So I get it. I get that life um, on, you know, Mach 10. And... It's hard. I mean, the, one of the things I tell people, and it doesn't make me that popular, but the reality is, is relationships are hard work. They are so worth it, but we have to put our effort and energy and intention into them. No different than any of your listeners would in the realm of having their kids go to practice or when practice is over, I remember our son would, you know, walk around with a soccer ball at his feet. So he would be touching the ball lots of times. I imagine your cheer moms have their girls and, and guys practicing moves or precision things. And so we, we put time and energy and intentionality into things that matter to us. And the hardest part is relationships. We can put time and energy into them. We don't have a guarantee of a result, but we certainly have control over our efforts. And so I think the biggest thing that's broken is we're not being honest about the fact that relationships take work. And a lot of us grew up, you know, our parents didn't fight in front of us or they divorced. They didn't discuss hard things in front of us because back in the day we didn't talk about stuff. And so I have a lot of different skills. I teach my, my clients and when I speak at big events to, to use to begin to lay the foundation for a strong relationship. And one of those things is not just the commitment to the relationship in the beginning, but, you know, if anybody's been married longer than a day, they've woken up and thought, oh, my gosh, what have I done? You know, who is this person and what happened to their amazingness? Because, you know, suddenly that's gone. You know, they're, um, they leave socks on the floor. They're late for dinner. They don't appreciate me. You know, the kids take up all of our time and energy. However you want to finish that sentence, we have to pause and go, all right, but I picked this person. I picked you. I chose you once. I'm going to choose you again day after day after day after day. And honestly, Jason, that's how we made it 32 years. There were times we weren't sure we would, but there was never a time when both of us were done choosing each other, and we really worked hard on it. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of a broad brushstroke of what I think is going on. I, 
I think it does. It, you know, the very fact, um, and you know, what I, my notes are in front of me here saying, you know, you've actually got to put the effort into it. I, I think so many people really do that. Well, I'm married now. I don't have to do that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course, you know, whatever you fail to pay attention to, you know, you, you don't brush your teeth for a while. They go away too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, the word effort, none of us like that word effort. You know, I don't like getting up and going to the gym in the middle of a kickboxing class. I'm like, I love this, you know, but getting ready to go. No, I don't always like, I've ever saying to my kids one day, they're like, I don't want to do my homework. I'm like, I don't want to make dinner. Guess what? We work through our commitments, not from our emotions. And I talk about that in my book. But I think that idea of effort is not like a fun word. I know you said at the beginning you want people to live a more fun life. I would suggest that effort, when it when you start doing it, it can be enjoyable, fun, and produce huge rewards. I know people say, oh, how much work am I going to have to do when they start coaching with me? And I'm like, well, there's some simple skills we can start, and you can get some great hope and relief, and then you can decide if you want to kind of go further. And that's where the 30 days came in. So I think we want to... I want to be really clear that, yes, you have to be intentional, but some of that effort's fun. One of my big homework assignments for my couples is, hey, have adult time. Snuggle up on the sofa, watch a good movie, and make sure that you're touching each other like you were when you're dating. Remember when we were dating, we couldn't wait to hold our spouse's hand, or, you know, we back in the day, I slid over on the bench seat, and, you know, if you were in proximity, you were physically connected. And so I tell a lot of my couples, you know, at least two or three times a week, are you having that physical connection of, you know, snuggling or holding hands or sitting together on the bleachers, really putting your relationship first. So effort can be fun. Mm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. What would you say are some of the unique challenges of being the spouse of a busy entrepreneur? Because, you know, I just keep hearing, well, my husband doesn't support me or my wife doesn't support me or they don't get why I'm so busy. What, what are these challenges? You know, Jason, that's a great question. One of the biggest things for people who are married to entrepreneurs is they're always sharing their spouse. I've coined the term entrespouses. And to me, you know, you're, you're married with business. And I think we have to pause and realize that there is nothing that lights up our eyes, consumes our thoughts, you know, and really, you know, has our mind going 24-7 like a business. The only other thing was our spouse. And so when we fell in love with our spouse and we were consumed with whatever they were doing and we talked about them and everybody knew we were in love because they were like the hit, hit show in our mind. So when you have an entrepreneur, you suddenly have a split screen. And kids are different because I feel like we can say to kids, kids need us, and we can't always say, hey, wait. But we can say to our spouse, hey, wait. And so a lot of the entre spouses I work with will say, that's the affair that I said yes to. That's the mistress I said yes to. That business is providing for our family, but it's taking my husband or my wife away from us, and I don't know what to do about it. So it's a very real issue that we have to just, I believe, name. I'm very big into let's just name the elephants in the room because once it's out there, it's not nearly as big as you thought it was going to be. You know, things in the dark always look bigger. So I talk a lot about, my husband was an entrepreneur for 30, you know, all our marriage. I've been one for about 15. But when I was a, you know, stay-at-home mom with our kiddos, I had that, you know, business came first sometimes. And it came first over our relationship at times because he would, you know, tool in from his business and then he would, you know, head out to coach the kids. And I'd be like, hey, wait. Wait, wait, where's where's us time? So it's a very real deal that I want, huh, no pun intended, um, that I want to make, no, I want to normalize for people. Like, of course it's hard. 
Let's stop pretending that when you're juggling a business or a very high-level job, a marriage, kids and, you know, teens even, and then a, you know, very active sports or competitive kid life, it's really hard to, to pause and go, all right, where's the energy, where's the time, where's the, the mind space that I'm devoting to this person I chose to spend my whole life with? Because here's the deal. Those kids grow up and they go away. Mm, and you're left with just your spouse. We're an empty nest. You know, our kids are 25, 28, and 30. And we're loving empty nest time. But we worked hard. You know, we put time and effort and intentionality into being able to like each other, not just love each other. Ah, uh, that's, that's, that's the key thing right there, right? I think so. I mean, I think, uh, I remember hearing, um, you know, my parents split up when they were 10, when I was 10, rather. And um, I remember... He overhearing my mother tell somebody that, yeah, she'd fallen out of like with her husband. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oof. Yeah. Wow. Well, it, yeah. So here's what I would say to people who are in that place. In 32 years of marriage, I have fallen out of love and out of like with my husband and vice versa. I would say he would say he's, we're pretty honest about that. That didn't mean that I didn't, we didn't love each other. I'll never forget the day we were out. 15 years into our marriage, and we were standing in our kitchen in this beautiful suburban house in the middle of the D.C. suburbs. Our kids were, you know, doing well in school, playing sports. You know, we had, quote, unquote, the life, but look, looking in from the outside. And I talk about this in my profit boot camp where I teach entrepreneurs to use this profit method to invest in their relationships in a really strategic way. But I remember looking at my husband, John, and saying to him, I love you, and I can't imagine my life without you. I hate our life. Uh, and basically, I kind of, I'm not in love or in like with you right now, but you're part of my story. You're part of my life. You're part of who I am. And so there's this foundation of love, and we got to do something about it to make sure that we're here, you know, five, seven, ten months, let alone years from then. And it was a real turning point for us to kind of realize that, first of all, we had to feel our feelings and be honest about them. I'm a big proponent, Jason, of telling people, first, got to feel your feelings, and then you decide what to do about them, as opposed to people I think they'll say, oh, I shouldn't feel that way. I'm like, hey, it's a feeling. You know, let's feel it. I was feeling disconnected from my spouse. I was feeling lonely. I was feeling like, you know, his energy was going more toward the kids. Um, he was feeling like I was being, you know, demanding and, and hard to live with. And so we were having a lot of feelings. But our decision of what to do with those feelings was to work them through. Because here's, what, here's the thing. Outside of an abusive relationship, Jason, you can divorce and start again with somebody else, and they got a whole bag of crap that they're dragging along. <laughs> so I think I got to the point, and I was like, well, you know, and honestly, my husband said, well, I know your stuff. I know your crap. I know your, you know, I know why I fell in love with you, and I know what bugs the crap, you know, the heck out of me. So let's work on that, because somebody new isn't going to be any easier, and that's the other big myth, that if we start again, you know, there's somebody else who's not going to have the same junk. But everybody comes with, with baggage. Everybody comes, you know, broken and flawed. And so I talk a lot about falling back in love and falling back in like with your spouse over and over and over again through the years. Got it. Got it, got it, got it. Well, you kind of alluded to it. So, so tell me more about this. What's, what is the profit method for entrepreneurs, you know, so that they can protect and cultivate their marriage? You know, that, again, great question. I can't go into it full, you know, full on, but what I can do is give you an overview, if that would help. Yeah, sure. And then, and, and so what basically what happened was I was really finding out that people who are really successful entrepreneurs, and I think this would apply to anybody who's very, very, 
um, engaged in, like you said, the after-school sports board because it's like a sec- second or third job, right? Mm-hmm. So I realized that people are like, I cannot give 110% to growing a business and 110% to my marriage and 110% to you know my kid and one, two, three kids. So I'm feeling stretched. This is what all my entrepreneurs said. And I can't do it. You know, don't tell me to do more. And what I began to do was realize, what if we could work smarter? What if when you're with your business, you are 110% with your business? And when you're with with your spouse, you are 110% with your spouse. And when you're with your kiddos, you were 110% present to your kids. Now, moms have this thing called mom flipped. It's conflict that has to do with anything with moms. You know, we feel guilty if we show up. We feel guilty if we don't. We feel guilty if we, you know, are available. We feel, you know, we feel guilty because our kids looked at us cross-eyed. So we always have this conflict going on. And what I began to see was what if we took some really simple, intentional ways to engage in relationships. And I, the acronym I came up with was PROFIT because the reality is we're thinking about profit in our business anyway. So why not use something that's at top of mind? Mm-hmm. You know, so the things that I think people are struggling with is how do I turn it off? And, you know, I can't slow down and I can't get it right at home. So I'm going to really invest at work. Or I see a lot of moms who, well, my marriage isn't great, so I'm going to invest in my kids. And so these things begin to be, like you said, the, um, the, the, the bad teeth or the cancers in a relationship. And so the profit method is just really simple. It's, it's a, you know, pay attention. I, everybody's heard this, you know, you know, ever all about the business. You don't know about me or my mother or my family or what's going on with our kids. And so there's some simple and fast ways to really learn to pay attention when you have, you know, three quarters of your brain on your business. R is about remembering. I'm sorry, about reconnecting. When you are in the middle of growing a new business or launching a career or even raising kids, it's really easy to be disconnected. One of the things I found was when you go to the sports stadiums, we would walk in and all of our kids, all of our friends, parents would you know, be walking in separately. There'd be the mom with the kid, the dad with the paraphernalia, and very rarely did you see them sitting together or holding hands. And so I'm really big on reconnecting and putting the relationship you know, first in a really simple way. It could be something as easy as, um, you know, sitting together on the bleachers, walking in and holding hands. And those are really big deals. So, um, you know, get your uh, priorities right. Pay attention. Know the details of what's going on. Uh, remember, I mean, re- sorry, reconnect and really make that a priority. Um, the other one is to open up. One of the things I think is really important is um, we forget to talk about stuff. We forget to talk about the hard things. We forget to, you know, share our thoughts and feelings. And, you know, nobody wants to have a hard conversation at the end of a long day. So we talk about, you know, ways to really engage with your your spouse so your feelings are real. You know, otherwise, if you've ever tried to hold a beach ball underwater, Jason, you know it pops up somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what happens with feelings. If you don't talk about them, they they pop up somewhere. So opening up and not letting things build up is really important. Um, F is for focus, and this is a big one, uh, especially with smartphones today. When you are with your family, when you are with your spouse, when you are with your work, when you are with your your job, whatever it is, be 110% present, not distracted. 
Um, and that's really hard. For me, I am a smartphone um, junkie, and I have to literally leave my phone in the other room if I'm going to be watching a movie with my husband or going um, – right now we're doing some Christmas shopping together. And I'll pick up my phone in, in the lulls, and he's like, you're not paying attention. You're not here. I'm like, well, just talk. And so it's that idea of being really present so people feel important because a lot of us – rarely, if ever, get anyone's full undivided attention. And undivided attention is the biggest gift you can give somebody. I is for intentional interactions, and that really is a great thing to use your smartphone for, to put in, you know, uh, reminders to tweet your wife, I mean, to text your wife if you're, you know, thinking about her during the day, or to use that to say, okay, an intentional interaction for me was one of our kids, we had a a TV show we watched together when she was in high school. And it was really important to her that we did this. It was kind of our time together. And she and I had like this Tuesday night date. Well, I remember it coming around to where she was going to be inducted in Honor Society. And I was trying to you know move some client meetings around so I could be at the Honor Society induction on Monday night and miss our Tuesday night, you know, TV show. And she said, Mom, I don't care if you're at the Honor Society induction, but you got to be there on Tuesday. And so it was this big aha moment of, I wanted to be intentional and go, what matters to you? I mean, I'm not available as a mom 24-7, but when I am, you know, which is more important? And your kids will tell you, you know, no, I don't care if you're at that. I would rather have you be at this. So things like that where you're very intentional and you have some real practical um, interactions with your spouse or your kids. And then the last one is tactical, and that's about being strategic and preemptive. You know, with Star Wars coming out, I'm going to take a hit for this one because I talk about – Tactical for men being about trying. And I say Yoda was wrong. You know, there's always try in relationships. In fact, I think try from the per, you know, perspective of a woman is we love when men try. We just want you to be up, you know, in the game, step up to the plate and take a swing. And men are like, why am I going to try? I'm not sure I'm going to get it right. So they, they back off. And so T is really about being tactical with your efforts because women are delighted by, you know, your efforts. And then for women, the tactical is about time for yourself. You know, we do not do a good job of self-care as women usually, and that spills over into our relationships. I know when I'm stressed and over, you know, overcommitted, the first person who gets the worst of me is my spouse. And so it really is kind of taking that time to make sure that you're recharged, to have something to give this person you've chosen to spend your life with. Mm. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This is fabulous. Thanks. It's really fun. I do a boot camp with couples, and we, we really dig into each of those, and it's a great – it's a lot of fun. Tell me, um, if you would give um, one action step for our listeners that they can do today to see you know, some quick improvement in their relationship, what would that be? Um, okay. So one of my favorite things to talk to people about has to do with the, my book, Listen, Learn, Love. And there's – I'm going to share two if that's okay. The first sure. is think about – when your spouse is sharing something. Um, one of the skills, listen, learn, love are three skills, and I unpack each of them in how to do them. And one of them is under listen, to pause and pay attention. And I don't know about you, Jason, but oftentimes when my husband is talking, I'm waiting for him to finish so I can tell him what I think. <laughs> I'm not really pausing and paying attention to what he's saying or what he's communicating non-verbally. And I'm really at that point where I'm like, okay, hurry, hurry up. So I can tell you that this is where you're right. This is where you're wrong. This is where I disagree. This is what I want to add. And that's not listening. And I began to make that shift and realize that if we just go, huh, I'm just going to pause and let my mind be all about what they're communicating. People kind of look at you and go, wait, you listened to me. You really heard all that. 
and then take a moment and decide how you want to respond. So pausing and paying attention is really huge. And then my golden nugget that gets people better relationships literally, potentially overnight, is when you're having those hard conversations. Let's say your you know, spouse is frustrated that you, you know, were busy with your kids, driving to practice, doing carpool, and fast food on the table again for the fourth night in a row. When that happens to me, my knee-jerk response is I want to defend or explain. I got a right and left hook, defensiveness and explanation or justification. And rather than do that, try saying, huh, tell me more about what that's like for you. Help me understand what, you know, what you're thinking and feeling. When we pause and ask people to share more of their hearts with us, first they have to pick their job off the ground, and then they go, you know, well, it's really not about the fast food. It's about that I feel like I'm not a priority anymore. Or I feel like, you know, all your energy's you know, taken up at work or with the kids. And, and when we give people a chance to share, when we just kind of pause and go, huh, tell me more about that. Or can you help me understand what you're thinking or feeling? That invites a deeper relationship. So those are two things that if you implement them, your relationships will get better very quickly. That is spectacular. All right. Tell me this. It's a, it is now time for our uh, resource of the week. So where can my people go to find out more about you, more about your profit system, more about your book? Um, what's the best place to send them to? The best place for them to go is to my hub, which is suzymiller.com. That's S-U-S-I-E, Miller.com. And that has a link to my Better Relationship TV, my podcast, tons of resources, lots of articles. And, you know, there's even, I've set up a page, Rick, for your, I mean, Jason, for your listeners, um, SusieMiller.com forward slash real deal, where there is a giveaway of a conversation starters for couples conversation starters for families and then a special one of conversation starters for entrepreneurs so there are three little like e-booklets that you know can be for your guests i mean your listeners fabulous folks go grab those right now www.susiemiller.com slash real deal s-u-s-i-e m-i-l-l-e-r.com slash r-e-a-l-d-e-a-l super that was fabulous Susie, I always like to uh, end my podcast with an important question. So if you could give business owners just one solid piece of advice to either help their business or really just help them live a better life, what would that piece of advice be? Invest in your relationships, uh, your personal relationships. Forbes did a study, and people who have enjoyable, quality, personal relationships enjoy 11 to 25% more in pay, in economic upturn, in business revenue. So if you really want to have a great, successful business, make sure you have some great personal relationships. Ooh, fabulous, fabulous advice. Susie, thank you so much for joining me today. I know how busy your schedule is, and it means the world to me that you share some of your time and your wisdom with us. Thank you for having me, Jason. It was great to be here. Really appreciate the chance. Absolutely. Folks, that is all the time we've got today. Thanks so much for tuning in to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. For more info about private coaching or to see if you'd benefit from one of my mastermind groups, visit me over at www.jasonmsilverman.com. I look forward to helping you achieve the success that you truly deserve. Until next time, let me leave you with this. Get out there and be the real deal. Set a goal, make a plan, work like hell towards it, and achieve the success that's waiting for you. Now's the time. Get out there and make it happen, folks. Go get them. This has been Jason Silverman, and I hope you have a spectacular week. 
You've been listening to The Real Deal with Jason Silverman. To access the great resources mentioned in the show and for information on coaching and mastermind group opportunities with Jason, please visit jasonmsilverman.com.